from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, probably part of the Houdini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to ward off trouble with a great dragon call from time to time, where we celebrate our rich EU history, as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined by some very legendary co-hosts tonight. First and foremost, fresh out of the U-Haul with all of our Utini gear for celebration, and I heard it arrived safely, which is good news. Freddie C., how are you, Freddie? Thankfully, safe and sound. Uh, yeah, it was about a 400-mile journey from Arizona to California, where all this stuff was located. And uh, here I am, back in California, excited to be here, uh, and and legendary guest for sure. I think, uh, you know, there's there is Rick. There is Rick, but Thank there's you. also another legendary guest. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Emily Davet cannot join us tonight because she had a power outage that claimed her internet connection, put it on a gaffy stick and shook it over its head mm. for a little while just to gloat. It's too bad because honestly, we could really use her grace and composure and professionalism on tonight of all nights. That's for sure. So uh, shout out to Emily, who I'm sure is in the chat watching this when it goes live. But we do have joining us our producer, who's very excited about tonight's guest because he's a fan of more than one star franchise, Rick Grace. That is 100% true. I got my <laughs> U.S. Enterprise E shirt on, my oh, Klingon on. hat. I've got a <laughs> little book back here to talk about in a second, so uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, for once, we have to tolerate this, and that is because tonight we are joined by the author of, yes, some Star Trek stories, but also Star Wars books such as A New Dawn, Lost Tribe of the Sith, the Knights of the Old Republic comic series, Knight Errant, and Kenobi, rated as a masterpiece, according to Utini.com. He's making his long-awaited return to Legends Look Back, New York Times bestselling author, John Jackson Miller. Hey, kapla. Ha! Oh, wait. Wrong, no, wait, wrong, 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 franchise. Yeah, uh, may the force be with you. Yeah, that works. I, I've actually not made that error in a, in a book before, so thank goodness. Nice. <laughs> That's what editors are for. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John, for making your return to the show. I'm glad to be here. Oh, man, so exciting. So exciting. Very fun. We have been doing a Kenobi week here at Utini every night of the week this week, for the most part. We missed Tuesday. But we've been doing a lot why, of why Kenobi now? content. Why now? Uh, because. oh, <laughs> It's always a good time for Kenobi. <laughs> I was about to explain Kenobi to John Jackson Miller. <laughs> Yeah, it is a very That's fun a time good. to be celebrating a character we all know and love for some yeah, obvious reasons. It's always a good time. That's right. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> we have had uh, the Living Force did our kickoff character analysis on Monday. On Wednesday, the Cosmic Force covered Marvels from the journals of Ben Kenobi um, trade paperback collection of some comics from the 2015 run. We last night did a double episode of Legends Look Back about John Jackson Miller's seminal novel, Kenobi. We will be launching part two of that next week. Wes, right now live while we're recording our own interview, is playing Game Nights. Uh, he's played a little bit of the, the 2003 Xbox Kenobi game and then also has, I think, jumped over to Battlefront because that was an old game and it wasn't working very well. And by that, I mean, Wes was dying a lot. <laughs> a lot. Sorry, Wes. But without further ado, we are going to be getting into the show. So we interview John Jackson Miller. So take it away. 
the history of Kenobi really is an amazing story of how it came to be in its present form to think that it was originally conceived of as something entirely different than what we ended up getting. And yet the force made a way and got this book to us. Also, you know, some hard work by John Jackson Miller himself and actually having to write the thing. And, but the stars aligned, you know, on your website, John, you detailed the initial idea for the graphic novel known at least uh, to you as Ben, right? Yeah. So can you walk us through the development of that initial pitch versus what eventually became a reality? Well, uh, 2006, uh, I was basically 12 years into having worked for uh, Krause Publications where I was editing magazines like, uh, yes, uh, Comics Retailer, uh, working with Comics Buyer's Guide, uh, Scry the Card Game Magazine, uh, and uh, I'd been running books and things for it. And uh, I had uh, hopped over to do some freelance writing. I had written for Marvel and, and uh, then Star Wars Comics. Um, and uh, I had not done really much prose yet. I, I think I had a, uh, a, a short story that was going to go on hyperspace, uh, which was the, uh, the yeah. online service that uh, StarWars.com had. Uh, that was do an episode with, about that, Freddie. That'd be yeah, I was uh, working with Pablo Hidalgo, uh, who was actually running hyperspace at that point. And uh, so, you know, I'm at, in one of those phases where I know I need to quit my job because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a private equity firm has has bought it out and and then sold it in, to somebody who is also getting ready to try to sell it. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I I need to try to get as much work as I can together while I can. And there was also this very weird period at the company where they forgot I was working for them. So uh, I was actually I was actually doing uh, a, a, a number of comic scripts for Night Steel Republic in my office. Uh, I don't guess I can get in trouble from that now. Uh, but uh, I was in that office one day uh, in uh, in the fall of uh, in 2006, uh, where and, and again I'd been I'd been working on a variety of things uh, by that point. Uh, to try to you know uh, get enough work to to go off on my own, uh, and uh, I was contacted by Jeremy Barlow, who was my editor on Night Steel Republic, yeah. saying, "Let's talk about doing a graphic novel for Dark Horse's 20th anniversary and Star Wars's 30th anniversary, which would have been 2007." Okay. Uh, and we started you know batting ideas back and forth about. Well, maybe we could do uh, some kind of a Western, maybe sort of a thing with Boba Fett in it. Uh, and then it was, um, you know, him and me arguing or not arguing, but uh, arguing, arguing in favor uh, or talking about the wonderful uh, uh, points of, uh, you know, well, if we're going to do a Western, we ought to, you know, riff on some, uh, you know, movie that's uh, that we both love. And uh, you know, we, we mentioned Shane. Uh, which is uh, uh, was originally a novel and then a movie uh, starring uh, Alan Ladd Sr. And of course, uh, Alan Ladd Jr. would go on to uh, be a producer for uh, Star Wars, uh, you know, some years later. Uh, and uh, again, we hadn't quite figured out, you know, what to do. And then, um, yeah, I, I guess it was October fifth, uh, uh, two thousand six, and I know this because it was exactly fifteen and a half years. Uh, before the the re-release of uh, Kenobi came out. Oh, cool! Uh, mm -hmm. it, exactly. Uh, I I I've, I've got the email. I posted part of it at one point. 
I, I had a brainstorm and I said, okay, the, I sent an email saying the Ben Kenobi Western is, is the subject line. Hmm. And in about six paragraphs, uh, I wrote the novel, um, uh, you know, very, uh, very much broad strokes, but most of it is there uh, in terms of, hey, this is going to take place over the first month uh, or so that uh, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. Uh, it's going to be a handful of uh, interactions. Uh, we're going to mostly see him through others' eyes. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's going to be a mess. Uh, he's going to be trying to figure out what he should do. Uh, and he's going to be very much um, a catalyst in these other people's lives. Um, you know, wow. the one thing I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to do was something that was going to be a, a real heavy action piece uh, starring Obi-Wan uh, where he's involved doing a lot of stuff uh, where he might be visible. Um, you know, this is the period where he's got to go underground. And um, I said, so here, here's what we do. Uh, you know, I want to paint this, uh, you know, this settlement, uh, this, uh, this area, the claim. Uh, and I want to tell a story of, uh, of, uh, of this family. And it ends up, but the second draft breaks up into two families and uh you know you have the uh it goes from goes from uh the you know it being a, a young uh young younger woman uh you know, a teenage a late teenage woman uh in the aniline role to it ends up i i in like the second draft i i come up with the idea of no it should be it should be a, a single mom it should be uh, yeah, and, and she would have she would have a young daughter who uh, you could have those parts of the story that uh, that made sense. Uh, and uh, and I would I would basically tell the story of these two families that were intertwined uh, and uh, that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, kind of have a, an outsized influence on the area where Obi-Wan, not where he lives, but where he's going to go visit. Um, and you know, the, the idea from the beginning was, uh, he's going to have an interaction with these people. He's going to, uh, have an attachment that, uh, that forms, uh, not necessarily romantic, but it, it's going to be something where, um, mm. you know, he's going to have the opportunity if he wants to form his own, uh, you know, circle again, you know, a, a community friends, uh, because he's, He's coming to terms with the fact that he's lost everything. He's lost everybody. He's lost lost it all, and he's going to have to learn that he he's going to need to walk away from that. Um, he's going to need to not be a regular uh, presence uh, in the local saloons. He's going to he's going to learn that he needs to go hide. He might not necessarily have to be, you know, completely uh, buried, uh, but uh, but you know he he's. Uh, he, he he simply cannot be uh, part of others' lives. So, uh, you know, the book was going to be called, uh, I, I said, let's call it Ben, because it's about uh, somebody who didn't previously exist. It's about him, you know, transforming from, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, this famous person, to crazy old Ben. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and, you know, I can set up some things that lead into later events, but, um, you know, and and you know the 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 first reaction that Jeremy had to the the, you know, the plot is he said you know the email he writes back now we're talking and okay. <laughs> and that leads to me doing a, a an outline and 
you know, he says, you know, that's, that's good. Let's see if we can make it better. Second outline. Uh, and I think that's, that's when a Yark's piece gets larger. And that's also when I bring in Mosep Benid, the, the lawyer for Jabba, uh, monkey yeah. Jabba. Monkey Jabba. Yes. <laughs> I call him. Oh yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, and then, um, and then I end up doing a third draft and by the third draft, it's 50 pages long. And by the third wow. draft, it we're now into 2007. We have missed the uh, 20th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and also at 50 pages, there's no way in hell it's going to fit. Mm. Um, it's never going to fit in a graphic novel. Um, and, you know, and, and also the, the pacing of it uh, is intended to be slow. Um, you know, I, I never have a lot of sympathy for, you know, people who will say, well, this book was slower than, 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 uh, than I expected. And it's like, Obi-Wan tells you in his first, uh, in his first meditation, I can feel life slowing down around me in this place. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be moving to the tunes of the desert. You've been uh, warned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is, this is, you know, you've been, this is, this is, uh, this is it. I, I have to not be frenetic. I have yeah. to not run from place to place. I, you know, I, you know, it's almost definitely not al- something you expect, right. From, that's from right. Uh, a runaway Jedi. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I'm setting the scene. I'm showing people that are around that, you know, they, I, I already knew that we were going to get 90% of our information about him through these other people, because mm. The readers already know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is. The readers already know why he's there. Hmm. Uh, That's not interesting. What's interesting is how he can change his life and the lives of these other people, uh, you know, through uh, his interactions with them that he dares to have. Uh, And, and, you know, he has to try to make these decisions about, uh, you know, what is it safe for me to do? Um, You know, he's got to Clark Kent his way through everything. He can't be (laughs) Superman. He's got to hide behind the hood. He's got to hide behind, you know, the glasses more or less, uh, and <laughs> and do his thing. So, so anyway, I, yeah, that was that was the idea there. Um, and there are some very important scenes that uh, I just went ahead and wrote uh, in that third draft or the second and third draft. Um, you know, Obi Wan's interaction with uh, with uh, the gangsters in uh, in Mos Eisley. Uh, that set piece was already in my mind all the way back then. Uh, wow. The the big moment that that uh, the one scene that I that was always in the book that I knew was always going to be there in one shape way shape or form uh, is and and this was mentioned in in your your uh, your podcast part one the other night. Uh, Callie with the shotgun. I was like, okay, this this is the moment that that I want uh, where these two families. Uh, that have you know been interlocked together, uh, hit this crisis moment and fly apart. Uh, and you know she's she's you know that the the line in there, get away from her. I never liked you people. Uh, you know that's powerful. That's that's two thousand six. That's hmm. two thousand seven. That's whenever it was. So wow. again, that was all back then. And again, we realized couldn't fit. And uh, then two things happen, which is uh, we get, I think that was probably the last thing I did. The last thing I turned in 
before uh, I got a an assignment on a video game, uh, just doing localization uh, for a for a Korean video game, that paid enough that I was like, okay, I'm out. I can quit. I can I can I can do my own thing. Uh, and um, you know, by that point, we were really hip deep as well into trying to get um, the uh, the vector uh, storyline. Yeah underway mm. for star wars right. yeah we talked the about comics. that last time and so i was so busy with vector uh and and i was really the hold up with vector because i was never getting right what uh what you know randy stradley was hoping for uh and did not get it right until you know later that summer when we all got in a room together at dark horse uh and and figured out what we were going to do uh but uh you know i i was like uh i quit the day job and um you know, was able to go to um, Star Wars Celebration 07 uh, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and was, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, picked up immediately more work there. Um, uh, you know, the podcast I just did minutes before this was on my, my, uh, my gaming, uh, 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 you know, uh, my gaming career, which was not long except for, you know, Scry Magazine. Uh, and and the fact that I was asked at that convention to work for the uh, do work for the Knights of the Old Republic campaign guide, um, but the other thing that I was offered to do there, uh, the other project, um, is that uh, Jeremy came to me and said, uh, uh, "I'm the new head of the uh, Indiana Jones line, and um, I'd like you to." Um, and I, I didn't even let him finish the sentence. I was like, you know, I, I already said beforehand, <laughs> if there's an Indiana Jones four, I'm on it. Um, with the hope that I would actually get to do whatever the follow-on things would be, um, you know, if there were uh, if there was a regular series or something, uh, because you know I, I I just love that idea. And so yeah, I got Indiana Jones, and we put uh, Kenobi on the shelf. The other reason we put Kenobi on the shelf was because uh, you know there was a rumor going around the convention at that at that time that um, hey look uh, uh, George Lucas might not be done with. Star Wars again. Uh, he might uh, want to do a, uh, a storyline set in the dark times uh, after episode three. Uh, might be, uh, you know, the, the rumor was a live action show that would have been on ABC, which was right. It was Disney by then, but it was not, you know, it was not Star Wars Disney. Um, but it was like, okay, well, maybe we can't get near it. Um, so I put it on the shelf and I put it on the shelf and uh, in the interim, uh, I, I both did several more years of, um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic comics. I also did the Knight Errant novel and comics. I lost Tribe of Sith uh, novel and comics. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Uh, or, or book <laughs> and comics. But what that did was that meant that I had done my entree. I'd, I'd gotten into writing uh, fiction uh, for uh, for Del Rey. Sure. Uh, and, and so... Um, the first time I brought Kenobi up uh, was at the next Star Wars celebration in 2010, because we were looking for, uh, well, what should I do next uh, now that I've done uh, uh, you know, the Knight Errant novel? Uh, and I mentioned Kenobi, and uh, I, you know, I, 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 I think Shelley Shapiro uh, thought it sounded interesting, but it just didn't seem like something they could do because most of what they were doing was not involving uh, you know, the, the cinematic characters, right. uh, it was, yeah. it was all other parts of the legends. Yeah. Especially uh, that timeline. Yeah. Other parts of the EU timeline at that point. And so, uh, and so, and, and I had, I had no desire. I never had any desire to do anything 
for uh, the New Jedi Order era simply because uh, I had not read uh, anywhere near enough of what I needed to have read to do it. Yeah, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and most of everything I did was in the distant past. Um, so uh, we, we come to 2012, and by that point, even though I had three comic series running by that point, uh, I had I had miniseries for Knights of the Old Republic, uh, for Knight Errant, uh, for Lost Tribe of the Sith, it was my last miniseries for each of those. Uh, I knew that pretty much, you know, I had, uh, I had, uh, you know, you know, I don't want to say I overstayed my welcome, but, you know, I had hogged a lot of the opportunities at Dark Horse uh, and I did not have uh, anything uh, slated next. Um, you know, I had looked at doing um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. The hope had been that uh, Knights of the Old Republic would get a second series off of the Star Wars uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic War miniseries, the same way that uh, Legacy got a second ongoing Mm -hmm. series that followed uh, Legacy War, uh, which was was their miniseries. Um, But they ended up going with a different uh, creative team instead of of John and Jan Legacy. I was really not interested in seeing Knights of the Republic come back with somebody else. Uh, and so what I did is I, um, I, 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 although I had, I had ideas, there was never an actual, uh, I don't know if I actually turned in the proposal or not for that series. I instead uh, began developing an idea for, um, and I, I've mentioned this from time to time, but probably you're not, uh, not on a podcast, but I, I, what I took to uh, Celebration, uh, the idea that I had, had had cooked up for Celebration 2012 uh, when I was going to be meeting with, uh, with the Delray staff, uh, my hope was to do something which would be like my own vector, uh, where I would do a storyline that would, um, you know, be released in chapters the same way that Lost Tribe of the Sith was, and I would do a storyline that would step through time uh, would start in the Coder era. It would then go through the Lost Tribe of the Sith series, hmm. uh, and then it would wind up in Night Errant. Uh, oh, cool. And and I would do it in prose. Uh, and uh, I, I got some distance into writing that. Uh, the, not the, not the, not officially, but I meant the oh. proposal. I got it done. Yeah. Uh, and um, unfortunately, I got down there, and you know, we're sitting on the floor of uh, of of the hall. Out, outside the uh, the Orlando Convention Center uh, uh, you know, exhibitor space because there's no place to sit. Uh, the, right. the, the, uh, there's no 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 place to sit out there, uh, and it's me and and my wife and uh, uh, Shelley Shapiro and and Frank Parisi, and uh, from from Del Rey, and I suggest that idea. And again, that idea I could see now is wallowing hip deep in you know, non-movie continuity. Uh, it's, as, <laughs> it's, as, it's as deep into that as you can be. And uh, and she says, well, you know, we kind of are under a directive to now start telling the kind of stories that, that we weren't really so much doing. We now are under a directive to uh, focus more on the movie characters. Yeah. And I have no idea whether that was connected to the sale hmm. uh, that happened at the end of October or not. Because right. when this conversation took place, that was August. It probably didn't. Uh, but either way, let's say that it did. 
great because uh, because what happened is she says what else do you have and uh, you know I I was like well I, that, that 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 the thing that I led with was the thing that I had worked on well there's always been and uh, and she remembered it and I said yeah it's 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 the Ben Kenobi Western and I I went through it and I said the plot is already done and um, <laughs> and the plot is already done and so what they had me do uh, is uh, Jen Heddle asked me to uh, at, at Lucasfilm asked me to write a sample chapter. Uh, and the sample chapter is um, in the book. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I mentioned this on my behind the scenes, but I mean, I don't know if anybody could guess what the sample chapter is. Okay. Okay. It's not the prologue because that was added later. Yeah. The crate dragon battle at the end is, is added it's, later. Yep. Yeah. Meditations are added later. Yep. He well, they're, the, they're added later, but but the, the idea of adding more than one. Uh, okay. Because it was just one in the comics. Okay. What do you think, Freddie? Uh, you know, he mentioned that Monkey Jabba had, was yeah. that, that yeah, encounter right. with them was early on, 2006 in the script. It could be that chapter. Hmm. I think it's more personal than that. What do you think, Rick? I think it's something at the beginning, but I really don't know. It's got to uh, be, right? Okay, let's let's make our guess. Yeah. I'll say the Monkey Java, um, the warehouse where Ben has to save Orin. <laughs> oh, Is that it? That's one guess. Okay. Let's see. Ooh, I, I'm not sure actually. I I can't. Uh... Okay. I I can I can I can end the the. the... <laughs> <laughs> um there's a chapter that is early it's not it's not very early it's after it's after ben has come to the claim the first time uh and he left his groceries there ah. he left his oh. he left his groceries there and so there's a chapter where annaline is basically going through her day and we see how annoying the customers are at the claim <laughs> and her talking with lily and uh her friend and um, then realizing, you know what, he left his groceries here. I'm going to go see him. She goes to see him and it's like, hello, cowboy. Uh, and, and realizes that he is not hmm. adequately prepared to live in the desert. Wow. And, wow. and, and so, hmm. you know, she's walking around. It's like, okay, these plants need to be covered. These plants need to not be um, you know, there's, there's a, there's a funny bit there where I think a Bantha is, you know, uh, has gotten loose and is is attacking Ben's house, right. uh, you know. It, and and basically, and, and the idea was, you know, she wanted to see what their interaction would be like, mm-hmm. and um, and that was absolutely what I wanted to do. And I felt that that would encapsulate, you know, the the um, yeah the feel that I had, um, and and that you know that got me to you know <laughs> think about what I wanted her dynamic with him to be like um and that the other characters dynamics to be like um you know i people ask about you know mental uh mental casting uh you know whether you 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 visualize this character or that character as this actor or mm, that actor keanu reeves got it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't do that that much but there are moments that i i will remember and so uh, I think I've said elsewhere that you know I, I Oren Galt I, I I was always hearing Sam Neill uh, for um, and uh, what about I think, Monkey Jabba 
But who well, would you uh, cast it for I, Monkey Java? I, I, I didn't have one for Monkey Java, although, uh, although I'm sure I'm sure uh, I'm sure he would have been a fine uh, 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 the, the guy from the guy from Planet of the Apes, who's uh, Ronnie McDowell. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would have done fine. Uh, yeah, I think Jay, I thought like a, a pre-Spider-Man Andrew Garfield. I was thinking, hmm. um, but uh, but no, I uh, the, for 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 Annalene, I I actually remembered. Um, there was an actress, uh, actually a country singer as well, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, her name was Larry White, L-A-R-I, uh, that appears in one scene in a movie that you won't know her name probably, but you remember the scene. How many people here saw Castaway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Castaway. Uh, part of it filmed in Arkansas. Well, uh, probably that part. Uh, because house. Because she's the woman that sends the package at the beginning oh. and she's the woman at the crossroads at the end uh-huh. who's who encounters tom hanks and says hey you look lost hmm. uh, <laughs> and 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 she's just a smiling happy person in yeah. you know it, it, it's like well, well that way is mexico that way is canada that way is a whole lot of nothing and that other way is my place <laughs> huh. so uh whatever you decide to do i'm like okay um i want I want this person, this alien character. I want this person to be, you know, to him, uh, you know, a, a a a a ray of sunshine in a in a world that is just gone to absolute pits uh, mm-hmm. for him, uh, and and she's sort of there to say, you know. Um, there's a community over here. It's not the best. It's weird. Um, it's got its own soap opera. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, why did you move out here to the middle of nowhere? Why are you, um, you know, you, you don't have to stay out here. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, why, you, you know, it's, it's, and, and again, she's just curious because why would somebody who looks like Ellen McGregor move to the middle of the desert? Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So John, anyway, one, one thing about Annalene before we move on, sure, sure. I've always been been intrigued about this. So earlier we heard that you you were thinking about making Annalene a character, a uh, single mother. Yeah. Uh, what was your thought process on that? What why go with the single mother? Was that to you know to be inclusive or what was the dynamic? Well, there? Uh, no, I mean she she um, I needed her to have the at least the possibility of a romantic tie, um, and. Okay. I didn't want her to be Oren's wife. Um, and again, originally she was much younger and it was like, okay, well, that dynamic doesn't work there. Uh, if, if she's, um, yeah, I think she would have been like 19 or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want, I didn't want her to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody who was fo- following Obi-Wan around, uh, uh, in a creepy way, uh, yeah. I, I, I like you know, wanted I wanted them to be equals. I wanted them to be the same age, and in fact, I wanted her to be a little bit further along than he was in the sense that she had actually had a family. Uh, she had mm. actually, uh, you know, um, uh, had stability for a while in her life, um, and um, you know, it's all been uprooted, and they're kind of in the same position. If you think about it, they are in the same position. Uh, it's just. You know, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, her life collapsed, but she has had to keep on going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the claim, all those people in that store, uh, they're just more children that she's got. Um, they're, they're more, um, you know, they're more people that are dependent upon her. And, uh, you know, I wanted 
there to be this moment that you get at the end of the book, or not at the end of the book, but at kind of the three-quarter moment of the book, where she can have this catharsis uh, that he is able to uh, encourage her to have, which is to say, you know, uh, I am trapped. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is this is absolutely, um, you know, I don't have time to think about what I want to do with my life. Um, and, and I, I, I'm just trapped and, and of course he's trapped too, but he's trapped in a different way. And, um, if, if you want to think about it this way, um, you know, I, have said that, you know, my work has a, a, you know, a, a number of running themes in it. Like, you know, the, my, within my star Wars work, there's, there's the theme of what does it mean to be a Jedi alone, mm-hmm. uh, and no longer supported by the Jedi mm-hmm. order. And that's certainly there in Knights of the Old Republic. That's there in Knight Errant. Uh, yeah, there's even a Jedi alone uh, floating around uh, uh, Lost Tribe of the Sith. Oh, sure uh, enough. And yeah. and uh, and New Dawn. You know what is New Dawn except a Jedi alone? They all uh, have that. Yeah. I, that blew my mind. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So they all have that. But I have uh, more of a meta thing that uh, that has been going on uh, in all of not all of them, almost all of them though, uh, that has continued on into my Star Trek novels. Uh, which has to do with loss and moving on Uh, Mm. because Zane Carrick loses the life that he has and he has to try to make something new. Uh, uh, Kara Holt uh, loses every plant. She's already lost everything, you know, that she grew up with uh, in that region of space has come back with a plan. That plan has blown up Mm -hmm. and she has to re think everything the sith who crash land on kesh they had one whole thing going on and now that's all gone (laughs) and they've got to start over again obi-wan kenobi um and annaline are identical in that they have to actually uh find it within themselves to have the bravery to let go of what they were what they were you know they, they have to try to you know have the have the bravery to imagine new lives for themselves uh and and step into them um it's there in uh it's there of course obviously in um the uh in in new dawn um you know in star trek uh you know i i have well there's there's there's, there's two books there the the closest to a trilogy i think you will you'll find thematically with kenobi uh, that runs through um, the uh, the novel that uh, came out in 2020, which is uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery: Die Standing, which mm. is about the evil emperor from the uh, from the mirror universe, yeah. uh, Emperor Giorgio, mm-hmm. uh, who has lost <laughs> more than anyone has ever lost in the history of loss. Whew, yeah, she she ran everything, and now she's in our universe, and she's just somebody. Mm. Uh, that's great or or nobody and she has and she goes through the motions in that novel of trying to be who she was and recreate who she was and it's actually you know her other self Hmm. and the people around her in this new universe that say okay you're gonna have to be something new or you're gonna die uh and uh and 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 yeah uh, that uh, that uh, I'm sure sign it's on. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah the the, uh, the the Picard novel behind me there. There, there, you there go. we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
boy, that's in there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Star Trek uh, Picard Rogue Elements, which is about Captain Rios, uh, who is thrown out of Starfleet, has no idea why. Wow. Um, you know, I've, I've said it's kind of a thematic couple with uh, uh, with uh, with New Dawn in a sense, because, you know, they both immediately decide they're going to drink their way through uh, <laughs> through yeah. their sorrows. Yeah. But 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 no, I mean, in, in, in each case, they have to try to say, you know what, um, I, I need to actually you know, stop trying to run on autopilot because in Obi-Wan's case, it's going to get him killed. And it's going to cause the collapse of 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 all hope. And in Annalene's case, um, uh, you know, she's going to burn out and she's going to die uh, yeah. of of hard uh, overwork uh, because you know Obi Wan g- gets her to the moment that you see in the end of the book. I guess spoilers are way off at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to put a spoiler warning. Yeah, Obi Wan <laughs> gets her to the where she where she is at the end of the book where she understands. You know, running the restaurant, running the bar, running the running the claim, that was never her dream. That was never what Mm. she wanted to do. That was what she felt like she had to do for her late husband uh, and for the sake of her children who needed um, some stability or at least to remember what things were. And so to circle way, 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 way (laughs) back around to your original question about her being a single mom, I thought it fit perfectly mm-hmm. because in every broken family there's there's an impulse to try to retain as much normalcy as much of the former as possible uh and and not uproot people not you know uh, Annalene could not have made the decision um that she does in this book uh, uh you know five years ago or however many years ago that, that Danner died um and 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 she wasn't the right kind of person yet um she Hmm. becomes that kind of person thanks to obi-wan as the catalyst obi-wan again you know there's only so much growth that he's going to be able to go through um given that he's going to be here for 20 years uh but i knew that what would happen in this one month period um is that he had to actually say all right I need to slow down. I need to slow down. I need to recognize that um, I'm no longer the solution to everything. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I had my shot. I failed. Uh, Luke is the new hope. Uh, I got to keep him alive. And I I need to commit. And um, if that commitment means I'm going to be here for one year, 10 years, or the rest of my life, I will be. And uh, it turned out to be the rest of his life. Hmm. Well, maybe that's, that's pretty why, crazy. Maybe that's why I like this book so much. I made the assertion last night that this is, I think, the best Star Wars novel as it concerns the wider world of literature outside of Star Wars because it really means something. You really tap into some emotional depth in this book that's not mm-hmm. in a ton of Star yeah. Wars novels that are more, you know, uh, galaxy romping adventures with lightsaber battles and space battles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you mentioned on your website that you wrote this in isolation in yeah. snowbound in Wisconsin. I read them all that way. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, what else do you want to say about that? I, I, I'm curious. How, how did you how did you fathom this desert world? How how did you fathom this desert world while you were snowbound in Wisconsin? Because well, that's I a, out, completely. <laughs> I looked out the window. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's sun sand, all same snow sand. It's, it's, 
No, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, you know, um, when going outside um, is something uh, that could kill you, um, when you have, I'm not originally from Wisconsin, I'm from Tennessee, uh, you know, we did not have in our winter weather forecasts uh, the phrase life-threatening, uh, <laughs> where, <laughs> where, you know, you, they'll say that when it's you know 20 below and that's not the wind chill uh you know it's uh, that's the sort of thing where you're like okay uh um and and uh and uh i i will say that i have developed a preference over the years uh for doing my novels uh in the winter um and um in part because it enforces discipline on me uh to get it done and not you know go running off anywhere um, but, uh, and, and also there's no convention season or anything like that. Sure. Uh, usually, uh, in that time or, or if I, when I have made the mistake of going to a winter convention, I usually don't get back, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why not know hair? Uh, oh. so, uh, but, uh, but excuse me, but yeah, yeah. Um, the, um, uh, the, uh, I'm not sure, uh, yeah. Uh, how otherwise I could have put myself in that, uh, in that, uh, space. Um, you know, one of the things that I started doing during the pandemic is I moved my, uh, uh, my chair out to the, uh, or my, my, the computer that I work on, I moved it out to the, uh, to the, uh, the living room where I've got a nice bay window that looks out on the world. And of course there's nothing out there, but you know, snow and ice and, and the lake, but I, I put the big TV, uh, usually I have it streaming someplace where there's activity. Uh, I, I, I go with a live cam from, uh, uh, from Colorado or someplace hmm. uh, where there's actually humanity. I can pretend I'm someplace else. Hmm. That's smart. <laughs> it's very interesting. Oh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that this is my working hypothesis that we were testing last night, that this book is better when you're sweaty, right? It was kind of a, an in-joke that you've got to be working up a sweat when you read this thing to really experience the thirst to <laughs> enjoy drinking from old number one. Well, it you, came out in August, so uh, there yeah. you go. But then you totally dashed my theory when I read this. that you wrote this in a snowstorm, right? <laughs> but, well, uh, the, well, it's uh, special effects. Uh, it's uh, the, the magic, <laughs> the magic of Hollywood. Um, That's right. But but yeah, I mean these. Uh, yeah, you, you say these are you know kind of deep, you know, things to be about. Um, nothing ever starts that way. Um, you know, it, it started as it's going to be a Western. I mean, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, Die Standing started as it's going to be a spy novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I've never been one of those writers that can, you know, start with, decide what your theme is going to be, decide mm-hmm. what your, you know, all of that business. No, that it comes out of the dialogue. It comes out of the characters. It comes out of their interactions. And then I realize you know, oh, that's what this book is about. This book is going to tell me what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I then that. I can I can craft and recraft. And, you know, it I I it's not it's not a necessary condition to sell a tie-in novel. Um, it's not the way to sell most tie-in novels. Uh, people are looking for you know different levels of um, you know of action or different levels of you know uh, interaction with the with the um with the you know shared universe that you're writing in uh and so you know they're they're maybe not as interested in your characters they want to see more of the uh you know the show's characters or the movie's characters or whatever 
Um, but uh, but no, I mean, I, I think it's tended to work out. Um, you know, Kenobi won the uh, the Scribe Award uh, for best tie-in novel, uh, you know, fantasy science fiction, mm -hmm. the year that it came out, and uh, uh, Die Standing did the same. Hmm. And uh, you know, oh. as far as as far as uh, as far as rogue elements, they uh, we don't know yet. They, oh. they, they don't announce those yet. But uh, cool. but no, I I I I I like to try to actually have you know a, a write a book where you know somebody will come up to me afterward and say, well, geez, that 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 went places I didn't think it was going to go to, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm glad. Yeah. Um, One of those places is the Sand People, mm -hmm. right? Rick, take this one. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, you know, our, our previous episodes, we've been discussing uh, this book, you know, one that's already aired and one that's coming up. But uh, a Yark is a tremendously captivating character, original character especially. So what led you to making it a nuanced Tusken Raider as a main character? Um, a Yark was the last of the three, you know, outsider, you know, or observer characters to kind of uh, develop uh, a yark is in the comic books, um, but uh, yeah, in terms or, or the what would have been the graphic novel, um, but uh, yeah, a yark and specifically a yark's uh, gender, family, you know, role, everything that did not come until I started writing the novel itself, mm. uh, and uh, and again it was a case of, um, you know, I had been brought. Um, you know, a certain number of facts about the Tuscans and who they were hmm. uh, that I couldn't change or that I was, you know, that, that was already done before I got there. So uh, Timothy Truman's um, uh, Outlander uh, storyline. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With Sherrod Hitt. Yeah. I mean, so that was already there. And so um, a lot of things where people were saying, Hey, you invented this, you invented that. Well, no, I adapted this or I, I, you know, used a springboard from this uh, or that, and and it it interacts with all of those stories, you know, perfectly. It doesn't overrule or overwrite anything. I look for, you know, yeah, you know, I'm even you know linking to things that are happening in the uh, the Scholastic Life and Legend of Obi Wan Kenobi book. Um, oh, I, 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 I was wow. really Deep serious, cut. really yeah, the Writer Wyndham book. I was really seriously trying to make sure that I respected everything that had gone before. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and with the Tuscans, I was like, well, what can I answer? What can I, what hasn't been touched yet? Uh, you know, they didn't have a religion. They didn't have a, a mythology. And I'm like, well, I could do something with the two sons, um, which maybe can speak to why they live in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Sure. And uh, you know, they're, they're tied to the land. They're cursed. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I wanted to come up with some ways to evade tropes. I mean, you know, whenever I would occasionally hear some people saying, well, it's uh, it's this is just tying into, uh, you know, old, uh, you know, Western movie uh, you know, huh. caricatures of the peoples. I always kind of go like, did you read the book? Mm -hmm. Uh <laughs> Because it, or, or, or if they say that it is a glorification uh, of, of, of the Tuscans uh, and it makes them entirely sympathetic. That's also where I go. Yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> the, the Tuscans as shown in this book are not nice people. Uh, and for sure. Yeah. And they're yeah, we take and the Tuscan steak. And, and, and Ben understands 
there is no peaceful coexistence that is likely to be negotiated between these groups of people. That doesn't mean they have to slaughter one another. Right. Uh, but uh, again, you know, uh, this is not something that they can come to terms with at a negotiating table ever. Hmm. Um, you know, they, 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 their, their frames of reference uh, are dramatically different. Um, and, um, you know, that, that again doesn't make them inherently bad. Uh, it's just that many of the things that they do are. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I, and so I, I tried to actually, um, you know, a Yark walks this same sort of path that Obi-Wan and, uh, and uh, Annalene do where it comes to the question of imagining a different life for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a, a Yark uh, has to come from the position of, okay, I can't lead these people. We need somebody here to lead us uh, to seeing that, oh, no, you know what? We don't need anybody to lead these people. I'm here. Um, and and so a yark makes that uh, jump. And, uh, and uh, you know, in part because, again, Obi-Wan has been the catalyst. Um, and... Uh, it's because he was around Obi-Wan in part that, uh, you know, the facade around uh, Oren Galt breaks free and, uh, and we see, you know, who he really was. Um, and uh, it's kind of the inverse of it. Um, and even then Obi-Wan is telling him, uh, no, you can, you can change. You can turn back now. You don't have to make this you know, the path that you follow and, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Annalene listens and she changes her path. A Yark listens and changes. Um, Orin doesn't. Oh, sure enough. Wow. Hmm. Really blowing my mind here. I mean, I've read this book <laughs> six times and have never <laughs> seen the symmetry. Six times just to turn it in. <laughs> That's true. There's that. And I think this really speaks to the book's legacy, right? You know, I've read, 280 star wars novel that doesn't count rereads i mean this is a this one really has a special place among them you know it has not one but two reprints happening this year in 2022 one the that's in this country in this country that's right it just released in italy Uh, it was it was italy a couple of days ago uh spain about a month and a half ago wow right two two in this country thank you um as part of del rey's essential legends collection and then Barnes and Noble's collectible leather bound edition mm-hmm. coming out uh, later this year. Is that August? I believe could be September. Uh, September. Okay. So uh, first of all, I'd like to, you know, show off these beautiful copies and let the listeners know that they can, they can um, now pick up on the shelves, the essential legends collection. Yeah. Copy. Essential legends collection. yeah. Rick, can we get a, a one shot of him holding this thing? We gotta, gotta show it off. I mean, well, there's, is... there, there's that one. Uh, let's see, where is my camera? Where we're uh, going. Yeah. Okay. Right there. there's, there's that one. Yes, that's that's the new <laughs> edition. Uh, and then of course we have the the hardcover back there and the paperback back there. Yeah. And if anybody is uh, depends on when this is going to go online, but actually it'll be it'll be online until uh, the 27th. Uh, I have the chance for somebody to get that thing. Oh, so, oh wow. Yeah, we're, we're putting this up tomorrow, so it's going up Saturday. That yeah, I. I, I, I realized, you know what, um, I've, I've had 
a spare copy of um, the uh, the of the advanced reader uh, edition of the book uh, for years, and I forgot where it was for the longest time. And they're like, okay, well, I know where it is now. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I did a I did a, in honor of uh, Kenobi Week, I guess, if you want to call it. In honor That's of right. Sure, Thank fine. you. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's on eBay now. So anybody who's my... reference Kenobi Week. See, in the article that I wrote for the site, I actually said there'll be surprises. The surprise was that you were going to do an interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said surprises. But, you know, it was plural. Little did I know that we would even be surprised. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I've got too much stuff on my shelves. And I'm like, oh, well, gosh, that's, that's a good week for this. It's, that's uh, right. Very cool. So listeners, go on over to John Jackson Miller's Twitter, JJM Far Away, and check out his eBay listing. of Let's see. It's, there's a hardcover copy. There's the yeah. advanced um, reader's Reader edition copy. signed, by the way. Yep. Um, was there was there more to it than that? Yeah, there's well, I also threw in the the paperback, which is really I'm guessing it's the last mass market paperback, the you know, the small one. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing it's the 16th printing. I'm guessing it's the last one because it is being replaced yeah. uh, by this. And then there's a copy of this as well. Hmm. And believe me, if I had had one of the uh, Obi Wan uh, Kenobi or one of the uh, what you call the um, if I'd had one of the crate dragon uh, uh, things that worked, I'd, uh, I'd <laughs> oh, throw yeah. that in there. Uh, I know I have some somewhere, but they all kind of died at the same time. The batteries I'm all sure. went out. Yeah, I I sadly didn't get one. Freddie, I bet you got one of these back in the day, didn't you? I did. I definitely did. I recall getting one. And uh, you, you know, gotta that, send me that, that photograph. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that begs the question because there there are different crate calls, right? And and there was the uh, one that we hear uh, in in the uh, keychain, and then there's the earlier version, which is it sounds almost like a, a Godzilla remix. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what we could probably call that. And there's several different ones. Do you have a favorite favorite well, crate call? The crate call that is, it, it, well, it's one on the keychain. The crate call that's on the keychain, what it is, uh, uh, and this was great that, that we're, they were able to do this. Um, uh, Leland Chi went back and he found the sound file for the original <laughs> one from their first movie. Hmm. We need a and, TV show called Leave It to Leland. Yeah, yeah and and so, so there's that. But then here's this other you know, wonderful little uh, nugget, which shows how sad I am or, or obsessed I am or, <laughs> or how much, you know, service I'm willing to, to, uh, to render. Um, the novel, wherever there's the, uh, the crate dragon call, I don't just say a crate dragon screamed. I have these things spelled out, Ayuga or whatever it was. <laughs> That is the exact same. If I if I I tried to do it this way, I don't know if they corrected it. I wrote the exact same uh, spelling of it every time, and it was the one that Alan Dean Foster used in the original novelization. Oh, wow. I love that the honor that you paid to the authors who had come before you. It's evident that you love this stuff. That you're a historian of you know these franchises. And that you you pay homage to those who've come before you, and I think it has paid off. It's 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 now many authors wanting to pay you tribute, and it's it's a cool thing to see. I appreciate it, and uh, and yeah, Mike Mike Chen, I guess uh, has the has the, uh, sure. the Obi Wan book that's out, and has some references back to Kenobi, and uh, again, that's that's just really cool. And that's uh, right. Oh, you know, yeah, there was something uh, I caught when I read that the other day. Oh, the uh, Satine calling yeah, him yeah, yeah. Ben. Yeah. And somebody said, oh, that was from Clone Wars. And I said, nope, at first it's in, you know, it's. Well, it's, it, it's, it, I'm trying to remember how that actually came about. And I've, I've, 
I went back and looked at my emails and I know that my editor suggested putting Satine's mention in there. Yeah. But I think what it was, it was somebody who had remembered something that had been in a script, hmm. a Clone Wars script that didn't actually air. I'm okay. not sure though. And because because it, it was a conversation that was offline at some point. Mm. And so I have no record of it. I have no recollection of it. So it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's like I, I've mentioned that, uh, well, as came up in in, uh, in uh, your episode the other night uh, about uh, about uh, the first first book that has the Legends uh, banner on the cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Kenobi is the first one that has it uh, of the of the. Not counting uh, Lost Tribe of the Sith, which uh, I, I I know that one was the first one with it, uh, because that was that was the eighth printing, and they just had randomly, you know, they go through these printings at one at a time, and yeah. that was the first one to get the stripe. Uh, mm. But Kenobi, I believe, was the first one of the uh, uh, of the other ones to to get it, and I I know for a fact that the Kenobi um, uh, paperback release was delayed for four weeks because uh they were figuring out what they were going to do somebody had to go find the banner <laughs> well yeah and i am it's one of these things that it might be like something that's just a phantom in your mind i'm almost certain i saw a a jpeg of the cover without the banner because it was that far along in the process oh. but it could have been something somebody showed me uh, I guarantee you, I, if you can find one somewhere, yeah, I, don't, I would well, put no, that one no, on the, eBay. Well, there's not there's not a printed <laughs> version anywhere, but there is a there is a. Um, I, I think I saw I, I I if I saw a JPEG, I saw it on somebody else's uh, phone or something. I don't know. Hmm. I because I can't find it. But every so often you'll remember something, and then somebody will actually bring it to you, and you're like, oh well, I <laughs> um, that that. I had been tr- hypnotized into believing that I had imagined that Knights of the Old Republic one had a second printing, uh, the, the the first issue of that comic book, but I could never find in my email where they told me it had a second printing. Okay. And somebody somebody brought me a copy uh, at uh, at uh, where was it? I guess it was uh, I guess it was uh, uh, Indianapolis, uh, the, the convention that was there a couple of months a couple of weeks ago um you know at uh, at uh, Fanex Indianapolis and I'm like wow man you got something worth some money here um <laughs> it's fantastic yeah our buddy Jacob prides himself in being the first one to bring you the Knights of the Republic hardcover 13 pound omnibus to have you sign at a convention and I think I must have written first one <laughs> yeah you posted it on Twitter I mean it's his badge of fandom honor he was very excited well speaking of conventions do you have any plans for conventions that fans can find you at this summer okay um I, I'm gonna miss my first Star Wars celebration sadly um uh, it is the case that uh, uh, twofold. I mean, I've been spending most of my time uh, in, in another uh, another universe anyway. Uh, with the yeah, the uh, the the novel uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, the High Country, the first novel for the new uh, franchise. And again, and if you're wondering, is it surreal to have you know these tangential connections to three different TV series airing <laughs> in the month of May between Picard and and uh, and oh, Strange yeah. New Worlds and and this other. Uh, kind of it, it is it is it's odd uh wow. but but uh but yeah that that comes out uh that comes out at the beginning of next year uh and i i literally i literally turned in the proofreading for that uh yesterday wow um but uh cool. but uh but i i again i've been spending a lot of time on that 
but I, you know, my intention had been to go to uh, San Diego, uh, not San Diego, but to, uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, and then um, we realized my daughter graduates high school that weekend. And um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I've missed enough days of my kids' lives yeah. to uh, write books. Um, not going to waste any time when I'm actually, you know, uh, promoting books or something when I can actually right. be, be, uh, be, be actually at the event. That's um, right. We are family-focused, family-first show around here at Legends Look Back. So congratulations well, to your daughter. I, I used to joke that I, I needed to write as much stuff as possible so that I could pay for my kids' therapy <laughs> uh, for being abandoned <laughs> for my attention all these years. Um, I don't know that they'd be any happier having my uh, having me uh, hanging around right. all the time. Uh, but but yeah, uh, the uh, and uh, so the next thing I'm actually going to do, uh, Joliet, uh, Illinois, uh, has basically the largest outdoor Star Wars event in the country. Okay. Uh, and and has been having it for ten years, uh, twelve years actually. It's just the last two years they haven't been able to have it. Sure. Uh, and it's the the Joliet Public Library. The the five hundred first takes over the entire downtown. Hmm. Uh, and um, I did it five years in a row. Uh, you know, it's like ten thousand people show up. It's it's a huge. Uh, I it, where I where I you know sign in the library and you know, just everybody in the world comes through and. Uh, you know, usually we've got uh, other creators, Dave Dorman, um, uh, 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 Joe Caroni's been there before. Uh, and uh, and that is uh, that is the uh, June, I guess, the third. So it would be, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, the weekend after celebration. I will be at that. Um, I have a slate of other events that I am tentatively going to, uh, but a lot of stuff is just up in the air right yeah. now in terms of in terms of my booksellers uh and also just me in terms of uh you know uh, I, I, it costs what to fly where uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh you know either you or the convention has to ask that question and uh and so uh I, you know people who follow me on uh, Twitter will be able to see uh, my slate of where I'm going to next. And uh, Great. Yeah. and in the meantime, I am doing some of these online things. Uh, it is possible for people to get uh, to get the Kenobi book signed by me without actually having to, you know, pay what is apparently going to be quite a bit of money to get the uh, that that auction. Oh, is it, <laughs> is it skyrocketing? That's awesome. I, it was. It was. I posted it at like three o'clock this afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, my time. Uh, when I looked just before this podcast, it was up to 370. So I was thinking 500 <laughs> is probably the right price. I don't know. That's why I did it as an auction because I haven't got the slightest idea, but That's then I, guess. I, but because, you know, it's not like the, you know, reader copies come up, but then I realized, well, you know, if I can do that. I can actually have some more shelves I can clear. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> let, me, let me just offer, you know how to get a hold of us. Is there anything that you really want to just get rid of? You're, you're happy to send it our way. Anytime. So we'll and, talk offline. Yeah. Uh, hey, and I want to, I want to mention this one because um, that, that one's available as well for people to buy off my website. And that's, I did that. And so this one's autographed by you and I'm, it's the okay. first time I have a personalized uh, author autograph. So I, thanks oh, for good. thanks for doing that, making yourself available. It's, 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 it's signed "Live Long and Prosper," and you will find out in the wild there are a bunch of books where I started signing it incorrectly, oh, and man. so it'll be "May the Force Live Long and Prosper." Nice. Uh, so that's great. That's well, uh, with that that's in fantastic. mind, we're gonna turn the show off.
So <laughs> glad we got to talk about. No, we're gonna before we turn you loose, we are gonna do one quick lightning round. We've got ten questions here. Sure, sure. Ten questions, and as what do I win? Author, what's the, what's that? You get to send us stuff for free. Okay, that's what oh, I win. Oh, what, what does he win? Okay. Uh, as an author who is away with words, the trouble with the lightning round is we got to be quick. So as we go, one mm. quick lightning round ready. Han or Luke? Uh, Luke. Well, or Han. <laughs> Depends on the uh, day. X-Wing or Millennium Falcon? Oh, um, Millennium Falcon. Hmm. Books or comics? I am the weakest link. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't choose that. I know. There's a pull. Yeah, that one I knew was going to be tough. Okay. Hardcovers or paperbacks? Hardcovers. Mm. All right. Jedi or Sith? Depends on the day. <laughs> uh, blue milk or root leaf stew? I, uh, I, I, I. <laughs> I'm sure I'm in. I, I don't know about lactose intolerance and blue milk. I, I'm, I'm, I I I uh, I I think I would be going to Dex's Diner and and trying to find <laughs> there you something go. I recognized. The there ones at go. Galaxy's Edge are more like Fruit Loop smoothies oh, than man. they are. Uh, have you ever seen a, a a menu for the the Marvel theme restaurant they had for like five minutes in the late nineties? <laughs> it's 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 basically that. Wow. wow! It was back in the wave of Planet Hollywood kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you have the best references. Amazing. That's good, <laughs> dude. Amazing. Uh, blue or green lightsaber? Yellow. Okay, perfect. Ooh, perfect. Nice. I like that. That's Zane Carrick. Yeah. yeah. I'm ashamed I didn't even think of that. And it's, uh, only that's be- a good one. It's, and it's only because they had the wrong lightsaber on the Luke action figure that I had as a kid. That's why I oh, hear yeah. yellow. Oh, wow. that's, it's referencing that's awesome. that. That's cool. Okay, okay. Freddie. Uh, well, we've got uh, baby Yoda or original older older Yoda. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would I would go with uh, OG Yoda. That's uh, yes. the original Nice. Do you prefer to watch in the theater or watch at home? Theater. Okay. And, and one last question. Last we, one. We're going to give this one to Rick. We are. This is the reason <laughs> we're here. Kirk or Picard? Oh. Can I say Pike? <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, accept, I accept that. Pike is a I good answer. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, you know, I, 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 we, we've joked about this a bit. I. I just try to wallow in whatever shows I think are fun, <laughs> movies I think are fun. And, um, you know, I can probably, I can do, I could do three minutes on the ties back and forth between, you know, these two big franchises. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you know, uh, I don't think a lot of people are just even aware of it. I'm not going to do all three minutes now, but I mean, you can go you ahead. Know, it's fine. Well, well, look, uh, why, why is Del Rey, uh, Del Rey books, Del Rey books, Del Rey books exists in part because the Star Trek blueprints, which were created by a fan were huh. obtained uh, for Ballantyne by Judy Lynn Del Rey. Uh, nice. and, and it went to the top of the New York times bestseller list, even though it wasn't a book huh. wow. and, and that, and the star Trek technical manual, uh-huh. uh, led to, uh, the Del Rey's, uh, Judy Lynn and her husband having enough clout to get their own imprint and buy a little movie, uh, adaptation called star Wars. Wow. And, uh, and of course, who did they hire? They hired Alan Dean Foster, who had been writing for them 
the Star Trek log books, which were the animated series books. Hmm. Um, Judy Lynn and Lester's uh, assistant uh, was Shelley Shapiro. Hmm, okay. uh, Shelley, Shap- Shelley Shapiro, who uh, edited Lost Tribe of the Sith, who uh, asked me to do the first Star Wars fiction I did. Shelley Shapiro, who, when I asked uh, if I could do maps in uh, the Lost Tribe of the Sith books, said, do you know who I am? I used to do the, because I work with Judy Lynn and Lester, I used to do the maps for the Tolkien estate. Oh, uh, wow. He drew the maps for the Tolkien estate uh, in the in the later Middle Earth books that they did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so you could still see her name on them. Um, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, Shelley was the editor of Kenobi. Uh, when we were promoting Kenobi, the very first uh, event at San Diego promoting it, uh, after that uh, event, uh, I, I spoke with uh, Jennifer Heddle. Uh, we discussed uh, her putting me in touch with uh, Ed Schlesinger, her former co-worker at Simon & Schuster, to run this, who ran the Star Trek line. Hmm. Wow. Because anybody who wallows in TV as much as I do uh, <laughs> you know, might want to write Star Trek as well. So, I mean, <laughs> That's uh, this all yeah. interacts and, and connects and... Um, you know, on this score, I do have because uh, we haven't mentioned projects coming up besides um, uh, besides uh, Star Wars, uh, rather Star Trek. Um, I well, it, it's actually both. Uh, I wrote uh, a pair of essays for a a, a pair of academic journals hmm. or oh. academic books. Uh, they're done by uh, my friend Amy Sturgis uh, and uh, and her co-author uh, Emily Strand. These are two professors that do uh, academic books about. Uh, pop cultural themes they did one on star wars and one on star trek at the same time i wrote the essays for both of them (laughs) about tie-in fiction and it really was me writing those and realizing oh my lord all these names keep reappearing in both of them that's cool Um, and and you know uh, you know ideas that appear here first uh came from there or vice versa oh yeah and the cross fertilization is just constant yeah i mean brian daly imports into star wars the turbo lift from star trek uh-huh. <laughs> um the the word um you know, know uh you know, leland she's office the keeper of the holocron that was something gene roddenberry wanted to get for star trek and paramount in 1968 wow after the after the uh, the book that the book that uh, Golden Press did the first tie-in Star Trek novel was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because it was Star Trek? No, I can't. Do no, that. no, it was because <laughs> it was because the writer didn't have any idea how the show <laughs> sure. did anything, and yeah. so. Oh, oh no! Well, I'm so glad we made it to the maps. The maps almost made it into part one of our show. They almost made it into part two. I almost asked an interview question about the maps. I'm glad we got to them. There are maps in the Kenobi book too, except they're they're on the Star Wars website. Maps of the events of Kenobi. I'm about to drop that in the Discord. Well, thank you, John, for podcasting with us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. That does it for this week. Thank you for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thank you to our Discord member, Kylo10, for the Annaline question. Shout out to him. He provided that one for us. A huge thank you, of course, to John Jackson Miller. And congratulations on the release of Kenobi as part of the Essential Legends collection. If you'd like your thoughts around the show, you can email us at utini at legendslookback at utini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. Leave a comment on this episode on YouTube. Or you can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back or 
you can contact John Jackson Miller, who is maybe the most entertaining person that I follow <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. JJM far away. If you're looking to buy some of these books, such as, you know, Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, or I guess those Star Trek books. But it, what you do is you go on over to utini.com. You click on the Amazon link in the profile. And then we get a few cents to help keep the lights on. And I believe he does as well. And after you've read the book, you can leave us a review. But you have to leave the Star Trek review somewhere else. Sorry to say. <laughs> and let us know what you think. Remember, everybody, to keep the UTD fan code. Be a force of positivity in the fandom. And Rick, why don't you say his uh, his little tagline there? May the force do what? Um, that would be, may the force live long and prosper. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Just for you. Just for you. Good night, everybody. This is a Utini Broadcast. <laughs>